Welcome, welcome, welcome to a King's Kids podcast. My name is Gianna. And before we start today, let me just be the first to say, if no one has told you today, that you are very much so loved, valued, and appreciated. And with that being said, let's hop straight into our discussion. Hey guys, welcome back. So we're just going to hop right into it today. For our topic of discussion, we're going to be coming from Second um, Kings uh, verse 4, or not verse 4, sorry, chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. And the title in my Bible says, Elisha multiplies the widow's oil. And so um, I'm just going to, you know, uh, do a little rundown. And so basically it said, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, thy servant, my husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And in the second verse says, and Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door unto her and her son, her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is a vessel no more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thy, thy, thou and thy children of the rest. Y'all, y'all, okay, let's just get into it, right? So basically, there's a widow woman, right? And her husband was a servant of the Lord. And so she's crying out. She's like, oh my goodness, I just lost my husband. Imagine the state of desperation she had to be in, guys. She just lost her husband. And now the creditor is trying to come take her two sons to be uh, slaves for him. Her only two sons, this is all she has left for real, right? And to make things worse in the situation, she don't have much. She barely has anything, but she has a pot of oil in her house. And so when we think of the pot of oil, and just to put in perspective, it's not a big pot, right? This is the last of what she has. And so when she comes to Elijah and she says, and she asks for his help, He's willing to help her, right? And not only is he willing to help her, but he instructs her, right? And so we see a lot of things here. First, we see that the Lord honors obedience, okay? 
So knowing that her husband was a servant and he was a servant that feared the Lord, right? Elijah was in the right place at the right time when asking for help because God's not going to leave his children. He's not going to leave those that his children loves, right? So Elijah's like, okay, what can I do for you? And he says, you know what? Not only what can I do for you, what do you have in your house, right? So it's a question, right? So he kind of questions her, what what do you have in your house? And she says, I don't have much, right? But a pot of oil. And he says, we going to work with what we got. And he said, you know what? You might only have that pot of oil, but I'm going to tell you this. Go and borrow some vessels from all your neighbors, even if the vessel is empty, right? And don't borrow a few. Borrow a lot. And in this, we also, and and there's instructions. She's like, he's like, after that, I'm going to need you and your sons to go and close the door behind you and fill up them pots or the vessels with oil, with the pot of oil until there's no more. She did exactly that. And so some things and some observations that we kind of see is that Elisha wasn't hesitant to help, Right. And in this woman's state of desperation, God sent somebody to not only help her, but to give instructions, right? And she didn't question the instructions based off the materials she had. She was able to follow through with the instructions, right? And so then we go and we see that when she, she you know, goes and finally gets the vessels, right, for her and her sons, that she's pouring, and it came to the point where she's asking for another another vessel and another vessel and another vessel, forgetting about the amount of oil she had, right? And so when it comes to her son saying, like, there's no more vessels, mom, <laughs> like, there's no more, she's like, whoa. So the pot of oil, the pot of oil, just regular pot of oil was able to withstand all those vessels. And remember that it was said, like, bring a lot, not a little. And then so when she finally went back to Elijah and she told the man of God, right, he said, go and sell the oil, pay the debt, and whatever you have left is for you and your children to live off of, right? And so we see so many things. We see how God honors obedience, not only in, you know, the widow's husband, like for him being obedient and for God being willing to help his his wife and his children. But also we see an obedience in the widow herself, in the sense of the desperation she was in, you know, couldn't imagine, you know, when you go through those trials, it's hard to see clearly sometimes because the storm just seems so great, but you can always spot out that light, right? And so Elijah was there and something amazing. And I think it's awesome that God sends people, you know, maybe it's our pastors, apostles, maybe it's some mentors that he sends the right people to not only help us, and help us get through, but they're gonna give us instructions, right? And these instructions allow us to do the natural, right? Because God can give us something, right? And my apostle always says like, yeah, he can give it to you, but what you gonna do with it, right? And this goes for everything. Like, what are you gonna do with what God gave you, even if it's just a little? And to know that a little can go a long way. You work with what you have, guys. Don't ever for a second think that you cannot 
do with what you have. He's given, if he's giving you the vision, he's giving you whatever materials he's giving you, understand, even if it's just writing it down in the notebook, you're doing what you got. And that's the perfect opportunity because you started, right? You stepped out on faith saying, okay, Lord, I don't know where it's going to come from, but I'm not going to question. I'm going to do. So I stepped out and he's in the perfect, and now you're in the perfect position for God to bless you. And the thing about God's blessings is that they're not blessings just for a moment or time, right? They're not things that are meant to just go away after a certain period of time. But you see, that after Elijah gave her the instructions, she went and filled the oil into the vessels and the oil outlast the vessels and she had more of it, right? So we see there that in that sense, the blessing is for longevity. There is such a powerful thing reading the story. I was just sitting there, right? Because he's able to stretch what you have and he's able to add on the super onto the natural, right? He says, you don't have to worry about where it's going to come from. And you don't have to worry about what it's going to look like, but he's telling us just trust in me and watch what I do. You are in the perfect opportunity for God to show up and show out. You guys have to understand, even we all have to understand, it's not even a you guys think because this is for me too, right? So we all have to understand that sometimes it's not out of our own selves what we could do, but it's not for us to just sit there and despair, right? He's saying whatever you got, even if it's just a little thing, work with it and see what I see what I can do, right? It because it, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all according to his glorious riches, right? So there's a supernatural element that God adds onto our natural that things just become abundant, that things that weren't supposed to last, that things had no more, that they are producing longevity and stability. And my favorite part about this story is when after it says it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. So it came to the point where she she knew she was more dependent on the instructions and what God had given her than being dependent on the amount of uh, uh, like oil there was. Right. So she knew she was more focused on the task that the task at hand than worried about the supply she had. Right. So she would say, okay, I'm going to do this. Right. And that's a faith in itself to just do, even if you don't have much. And, and there's a vessel no more y'all to know. And it wasn't just a few he said, bring many vessels, right? So we can just imagine how many she had compared to the amount of oil, right? And that's just a blessing in itself. And my favorite part is in the oil state. There was some left over as well. So you're saying that he not only when he blesses us and when he gives us the instructions to bless us, it's not only the blessings, not only a overflowing of a blessing, we can't get enough of it, but there's also sustainability and longevity. Like this is such a perspective that I never took into account when it came to blessings, right? And that's sometimes why when we're when we are in those positions of just great despair or when we're in those positions where it's just like, oh my goodness, I really don't know what to do next. Lord help me. It's the perfect opportunity because you're willing to do some crazy radical stuff, right? I think this is pretty radical because compared to what you see in the natural. Why am I getting a whole bunch of vessels and I got this much oil? That don't make no sense. But to be radical enough to say, I'm going to do it anyway. 
and be obedient enough to say, this is what the Lord instructed me to do, you know, through through Elisha, through the man of God, Elisha. So I'm going to do it anyway. And there's a desperation because you take that risk because you know what's on the other side of not taking the risk, right? So you jump out on that faith. And it's just a beautiful thing. And so I want to switch into the thing of the longevity. The blessings God has for us it is to sustain us. It's to expand us. It is to, it's for a long time, right? There's a stability in it. And think of this, this woman got a whole business out of just, she was just trying to pay the debt collector back. She wasn't even worried about what she had. She was just like, I just don't want my sons taken from me. And through that, she was able to be blessed in so many ways abundantly. And it was just like, you really see God show up and show out. And he does the same thing in our lives. And and to be a witness to that is such a beautiful thing, right? And the opportunity is such a beautiful thing. And, you know, her and her children were able to live out, live off of the rest of it. And these blessings know that even though sometimes they may take a long time, even though sometimes it seems, okay, well, you promised me this, God, but it's still not happening. Even though you're in a waiting season, a, a season of hiding, whatever you may be, know that you are in the perfect opportunity. And in Matthew 6, 30, it says to, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. She sought the Lord first. What happens when we seek the Lord first? When we go to our father on our hands and knees and say, God, I acknowledge that I cannot do this without you. Even if it's not, you're not in a place of that much despair. You know what I'm saying? Things are going well, but you still acknowledge, I can't walk this walk without you. You know what I'm saying? You still choose to actively seek him. It's a pursuit of this thing, right? Like he has a loving pursuit of us. It's a pursuit to get at my father's feet, right? I get that opportunity to be at my father's feet and pursue and understand that in that pursuit, he, he when you're focused on him, when you're tunnel vision on what it is that he's, he needs you to develop and do the things that he's instructed you to do, not only that, but him and just your relationship, it grows, right? So it becomes abundant. There's a stability and a sustainability. And it's just such a beautiful thing because onto that is expansion. Onto that is longevity. Onto that is overflow. And it's just a beautiful thing. And honestly, um, it just allows us to see things in such a different perspective. And this story has truly blessed me. It's one of it, it's becoming one of my favorites because it's just been it's something I really sat with all week and I'm just like, okay. And then the more and more as, you know, I went to church or, you know, maybe I seen a video and the things just kind of expanded on it. Right. And I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? We have to be in these places in every season. Take account for every season and enjoy every season in the present that you are in, because know that God is still working in each and every space that you're in. He's doing something super to the natural. Right. And he can give you it. But what you going to do with it? So be a faithful servant. Be diligent 
diligent over the little that he's giving you and take heart in humble beginnings, like humble beginnings. And don't rule yourself out yet. Don't rule God out yet because there is so much he has in store. And even in Jeremiah 29 11, he says, for I know the plans that I have for your life, right? He tells us that they're good plans. They're not plans to withhold us, but they're plans, you know, of prosperity. And that's a blessing in itself. These are promises. These are promises. It's his truth. It's in the in his word. It's his truth, right? And but so many times we may get distracted or we may be worried about what we see, right? We may be so focused on what it looks like in the natural that we forget there's a supernatural element to it, right? That only God can do. And even in that, the enemy loves playing with people's mind and letting it be a playing field, right? And to spew those lies, but we got to rebuke those, send them back to the pizza hole where they belong and understand this is why it's so imperative to have a renewal, spending time with the Lord, laying at his feet daily, whether sometimes it just be prayer, because it looks different from everybody. In some seasons, he's going to have you do some different things, right? So, but it looks different, but it's always seeking after the Lord, seeking after the kingdom of God first, right? Because when we get in those trials and tribulations, we can identify now since we've been at the Lord's feet, since we've been with the Lord and we've been walking with him and it's been a consistent thing, right? So we've been stretched a little bit and we've been a witness, right? So now he sees Right, we've been a witness, so now when the enemy tries to creep in and tell his little lies and stuff, we we can bind that off back because we know what our father's voice is. He says, "Who do you say that I am?" We we know who our father's voice is. We know we know what you sound like. We know we know we can identify, and that's a beautiful thing in itself. And so, y'all, just as encouragement, do not think it's an end-all be-all when you are in a state of desperation, when it just seems like nothing went well, or I don't have the funds for this. Stop saying I don't. You know what I'm saying? Don't and can't. We got to get those words out of our vocabulary, right? And we got to say we can, and we will, right? And it's through the strength of the Lord that we're doing it, right? And again, I'm going to repeat it for the third time. He can give it to you, but what you going to do with it, right? Be diligent, and faithful over the little things that he's giving. You don't need all the money to start a multi-million, multi-million dollar business. You don't need, you know what I'm saying, to to uh, have all this money it, 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 to to become a doctor. And in hindsight, in the natural, maybe yes, we will because of, um, you know, maybe it's student loans or maybe, you know, we got to invest. But understand to just start... A lot of times the enemy wants to stop you with the start. That's why he's think he wants you to focus on the things that you don't have instead of what God can do and what you do have. We got to work with what we got. Some of us weren't afforded certain things, but yet here we are and we're breaking those generational curses to pursue the the Lord and pursue the longevity and the sustainability and the expansion. This thing rolls deep generation through generations, right? And here we are chasing after that. And we keep on going even though it gets tough. And this is a word of encouragement. Keep on going. I don't care what season you're in. You're in the waiting. You've been in the elevation season. You're in the hiding. Or even if it's a low season, if it's a high season, seek the kingdom of God. Continue to seek him. 
and watch what he does. All these things will be added to you, right? All the things will be added. All those things will be added. We don't even have to worry about how it's going to get added, but no, it's going to be added. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And um, I mentioned some other things. I mentioned, uh, you know, different seasons. And I believe I have touched on that a little bit. But I'm definitely going to, you know, make sure to prioritize that into its own episode. You know, a season of waiting, hiding, and even adding some stories from the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Old Testament, New Testament. Because these stories give us a perspective along with the real life perspective that we're out, right, in the real world. It gives us perspective all around, right? Because we can look back on these situations that happened to them in the Bible when it happened to them, and we can take note from it. But sometimes we need those experiences for ourselves and to see what God needs us to work on or what he's trying to tell us in everyday life. It's an everyday walk. It's an everyday thing. And this woman was go through everyday life. We see on the news all the time that something happens, someone loses a loved one. But understand that obedience is the best thing and a radical obedience. It wasn't no questions asked, right? She was like, okay, okay. And also, I just want y'all to truly take the time to thank those that the Lord has placed in your life that are like Elisha. They're not only willing to help, but they're willing to give the instruction that even God has given them to instruct you on and say, hey, this is how we're going to do this because it's a blessing at the end of it, right? Sometimes our my apostles have us do some things, and yeah, we can question it, and yeah, I'd be like, why is that necessary or things like that? But it is necessary because it it's a longevity type thing. When you're focused on just the now, right? It doesn't make sense. But when you when you look at the bigger picture, it makes so much sense because it's a thing of longevity. Some of the smallest, tiniest changes that you make in your life help you in the long run, right? This is a long run. This ain't no short race, right? We're walking every day, right? So this is a continual thing. It don't just stop here and now. It don't stop after the blessing coming. Don't stop after that elevation, right? It's not stopping until the day the Lord calls us home. And then do it really even stop? You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things as well. So truly take the time out to just thank them. And truly, even if the advice don't make sense, you know what I'm saying? Even if the, even if sometimes it's hard to hear, right? Know that they want the best for us. They've been through it most of the times. They've gone through the ups and downs and take note, right? And follow the instructions. Even just sitting and observing can bless your life in so many ways because that's a piece of information that is for the long run, right? When the time does come, maybe it's not important at the moment. You may think it's not important in the moment, but you take note of it because when the the time does come or the situation is brought up now you can take note and say okay I know I know how to deal with this because I was I received instruction right I was told exactly how to deal with this and it's just a beautiful thing and I am so like grateful for my apostles apostle Aton and Darlene Bryan and in the way that they've poured into my life because you know even with their encouragement, their instruction that the Lord has given them, and just their love, you know what I'm saying? Like, very appreciative, because I wouldn't even be here where I am right now, you know what I'm saying? And some of us need that pick-me-up, and it's not even to, like, like my apostle said, you could lead a horse, a, 
you could lead a horse to like to like water, but you can't make them drink, right? And a lot of times, like, yeah, you know, sometimes all we can do is instruct. You know what I'm saying? All we can do is is um just you know give the instructions and honestly you're helping the person much more when you give them a game plan or a plan to set out where they can follow step by step and this is how you do it rather than doing it for them because now they recollect now they know how to do it themselves and now they can repeat it right it's not a thing that they're lost if the situation comes up again but maybe in a just more heightened sense and so even if, you know, some of your mentors, your apostles, your pastors, whoever it is that is your covering or someone that you look up to, someone just really got you, they truly care for your well-being. Even if it may seem like some of their advice or their instructions that don't make sense, shoot, even parents, y'all, like, they're there to lead and guide us in so many ways, you know, and not everybody is allotted that. Not everybody has a parent that can lead and guide them or support them in the way that they need to. But God places people in your life and know that everything that the Lord does and every season that the Lord has you in is intentional. And be expected for that super when you're doing the natural. That's I that's all I have to say. That's I just I, I was y'all, I was so excited to share this this one with y'all. I, I it was so amazing and it's such a blessing and I pray that y'all were able to get something out of it, right? Even if it's just one thing, and I pray that it blesses somebody, even if it was just one person. If this is something that you can even look back and see see what the Lord is telling you from this. And again, I'm going to repeat the scripture. It's Second King 4, um, 1 through 7. And the title may be... Um, uh, um, the, like, so one is the Elijah multiplies the widow's vessel. I've seen the, uh, the, uh, multiplies of the vessels, like with oil. So di- different titles, but you kind of get the gist of it. Anyways, um, we're done. <laughs> you know, I ha- I don't have nothing else to say. I'm just rambling at this point. But I love y'all. And if nobody's told you today, let me be the first to say that you are loved, valued, and appreciated. We're glowing and growing, y'all. And it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And we have now. We have now. So just lock in. I believe in you. You know what I'm saying? And we're we're glowing and growing together. It's It's... You're not alone. So, yeah. Um, With that being said, peace out, y'all. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.